Hey lovely freaks and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. And you can find our social media like Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. And all that jazz! Yeah. So if you hear a little dog bark or yelp, that's the puppy. Um, my kids. If you hear me go ow, he's yeah, playing with my arm right now. I currently don't. My kids. Oh, or that, that was him. <laughs> my kids are not at home, so um, I don't have anybody to watch him. And if I put him on the ground, he's gonna start whining. So anywho, he's just gonna be with In us middle today. Of this. Yeah, he's gonna hear about true crime. That's right. <laughs> he's gonna hear about murder. Yeah. yeah. At, only seven weeks old um (laughs) so anyways we last left off with mr dean coral and um cool so we're on part two of that and the rest of this is um gonna be pretty quick it's not gonna be super lengthy um hopefully we can make it at least 30 minutes or 40 minutes but it's pretty crazy what happens the rest the rest of what happens so we're just going to jump right in. So when we last left off, Dean was moving into uh, West Scott Tower Apartments. And I've said this before, he moves around a lot. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. every time somebody would complain or something like that, he would have to move. So he moves around a lot. So that's not, like, unusual. And he's going to move around a few more times when we talk about him here in just a minute. So, um... I do need to say, by the way, Dean has had a girlfriend for about five years now. Her name is Betty Hawkins. Um, she said that nothing was off about him except for the fact that they had been dating for five years and he never like pursued her for sex. Hmm. She would ask and he would always be like a gentleman is what she said about it. Because he's gay, sweetie. Yeah, but she didn't know that. Or didn't think to put two and two together. Um, She thought he was just being a gentleman, like I said. She also was a single mom, so she wasn't really... She was looking for somebody that was awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, Her kids even called her dad, called him dad. I think at one point, like, every time they would go out on, like, a date, he wanted the kids to come along, so that way he could be like, oh, we can't make out, the kids are here, you know, or something like that, or oh, we can't go to the bedroom, the kids are here, you know, or something. Um, So, near the end of their relationship, though, she started seeing other men, because obviously Dean wasn't you know taking care of the sexual part and um he found out about it and he didn't care he told her Hmm. like obviously he was using her as like you know probably telling his mom because his mom mary still wanted him to you know be married or have a girlfriend so he's probably like yeah i got a girlfriend you know and probably just using her as like a scapegoat but um anyways but um but um he would uh he would um yeah, he told her, you know, I don't care if you want to go try to find another guy. If you think that'll work for you, you can do that. And she was like, oh, that's so sweet. But really, he just, Yeah, you know, like, that gay. should give you red flags. Yeah. After five years of being together. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, you cheated. That's fine. You, you do you. You do you. I support you. <laughs> yeah. So, after moving to this new apartment, it's said that he killed two victims. I'm not quite sure what, um, 
their names are. But... So yeah, he killed two more victims. I'm not sure um, their names or anything like that. But the first... Um, another victim that he killed was... 17-year-old or 12-year-old? I think that's 17. I can't even read my own handwriting. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 17-year-old Stephen Sickman. This was on July 19th, 1972, when he was last seen. That's the date he was last seen. And then one month later, he kills another boy named 19-year-old Roy Bunton. Uh, these boys were identified later in 2000, well, they weren't identified until 2011. Um, I don't really know why I couldn't figure that out. It just said that in the article I was reading that they weren't identified until, until 2011. I guess because David and Wayne, when they finally confessed to all this, they didn't um, tell them, like, they didn't tell them everybody. So, I guess over the years and years of them digging and searching, they finally found them. On October 2nd, 1972, David and Wayne encountered two teens walking home. Wally Simon. I'm not even going to try to say the last name. Simon. Simba. I'm not sure how to say it. And it was Wally and Richard Himber. Himbry? They got into his Corvette with the promises of going to an awesome party and having a good time and drinking, you know, etc. Mm -hmm. And that night, Wally's mom actually got a phone call. I'm not quite sure how old those two were. I don't know if I got... I, don't, I, I couldn't figure that out. Sometimes they would have how old they were and sometimes they wouldn't. But we can imagine they were anywhere from 13 to 20 because that's about the range that, you know, he liked his men or boys. Um, so yeah, Wally's mom got a phone call in the middle of the night. She answers it and like, hello. And the person on the other line, all they say is mama. And then it hangs up or it clicks off. Like it's disconnected. And, and he must have somehow gotten the phone. I don't know. Uh, Wayne claims he accidentally shot Richard, the other boy, in the mouth and it went through his neck. And he was still alive. Oh. So, for a whole day, while they were dealing with Wally and torturing him and all that, um, he was just sitting there basically bleeding out, bleeding to death. <coughs> Sorry. And they finally ended, ended his life by strangling him um, later mm -hmm. on in the day. The next month, they abducted a boy. Uh, they... His name was Willard Branch, who was 18. He was actually one of the victims that they found the testicles removed. Mm. And because um, some of these bodies, and I think I said that last time, some of these bodies they were finding, they had like bags of, like in Body other, parts? in other... In other parts of the boathouse, because remember I told you that that's where some of the victims were being buried was the boathouse? Yeah. They would find, like, bags of, like, severed penises and balls and stuff like that. Wow. So he would torture them and then, you know, do that. So he would put, like, different body parts in different bags. That's weird. Why would he do that? I would think Well, maybe... it wasn't different body parts. It was just... Just penises? Yeah, just genitalia. So, like, I'm guessing it's just in a sexual fantasy kind of thing. Probably, yeah. So, November 15th, 
19-year-old Richard Kepner was abducted. January 20th, 1973, Dean moves again. Remember I said that he moved around a lot, you know, and after moving, he then found another victim, 17-year-old Joseph Lenlis. If you don't know how these people were murdered and you're like, what? Um, go watch the first one. I mean, go watch. Go listen to the first podcast because you're going to be completely lost. I'm not going to, you know, describe a lot of these murders. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say the victims' names and the day that they were abducted and how old they were because that needs to be said. But I'm just not going to go through all the murders because they're pretty much the same in every single one, um, except for a few times when it's different. So if you're kind of like, well, how did they die, you know? Um, Because some people are fascinated by that. You can go listen to the first one, and that'll explain all that to you. Also, if you're not listening to the first, if you haven't listened to the first one, then you shouldn't be here in the first place because you're totally lost. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Dean finally moves one last time, and this time after um, he moves, this will be like the last place that he lives. This was his father's old house at 2020 Lamar Drive in Pasadena, Texas. When I was reading on Wikipedia and, and all these other different articles, I kept reading 2020 and I was, I had not got there yet. I was getting there, but I thought it was going to say something like something happened to his case in 2020. And then I realized that was a street that he lived on. And I was like, whoa, that's creepy. 2020 Lamar street. Mm. Cause you know, 2020s. Yeah. The worst year. Well, 2021 is looking even better. So yeah, it's the same. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing's different. Um, so from February of 1973 to June of 1973, he actually stopped killing. Um, mm. yeah. When he moved to Pasadena, Texas, the reason why was be- they speculate that the reason why was because Wayne at this time had moved away. He actually was going to try to join the Navy. David mm-hmm. was getting married. He was having a baby um, during all this time and he was kind of out of it, you know. And um, then, you know, the girlfriend that David had, he married her. Mm-hmm. And um, they were pregnant. And so. Also at this time, Dean had a medical condition, and I can't remember what the technical term is it is for it, but anyways, he had a medical condition where one of his balls had like a, like one of his testicles had a, like a water, like, like it was swelling, balloon, like swelling, yeah, it was swelling, and it's called, oh gosh, what is it called? I should have wrote that down, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so anyways... I didn't write it down, but it's something to do with your testicles where one of them swells. Well, it was swelling so bad that, um, you know, he was having problems and it would hurt and all that stuff. So, they say that that's probably why, you know, he kind of stopped for those months. But I wish his balls would have burst. That would have yeah. been great. Um, been David great. and Wayne decided that they need to stop uh, killing with Dean because they don't want to do it anymore. However, they will never be able to get away from him because they know that, like, they kind of go back and forth. They're like, we know that we need to stop doing this, but 
At the same time, Wayne said that he knows he can't leave because he's scared that he'll kill his brothers, mm-hmm. or his brother. Um, one He's got one brother. So he was scared that he'll go after him because his brother was younger. I mean, you got to keep in mind these boys are 16 and 17. I'm pretty sure they're 17 at this time. And um, I know Wayne is, and I think David's either 17 or 18. So, you know, they've got younger siblings. Wayne does, so he said he was scared that... Um, Dean would go go after him. Yeah. So finally in June, Dean was ready to kill again. Yay. Um, David said it was like a bloodlust. Like all of a sudden they could tell when he would want to start killing again because he would start like chain smoking, which he never smoked. And he would start, you know, like fidgeting with his hand, almost like, like a psycho person just pacing the room. Yeah. Yeah. Addicted and, and just needing it, needing their fix. Um, so on June 4th in 1970, we're in 1973, a 15-year-old William Ray Lawrence was abducted. He was left alive for about three days. He, um, you know, during those three days, he was subject to abuse, rape, torture, and he finally was strangled to death. Two weeks later, they abducted 20-year-old Raymond Blackburn, and between July 6th and July 25th, there were five victims, and I'm just going to say their names. There was 15-year-old Homer Garcia, 17-year-old John Seltzer, 15-year-old Michael Bolch, which Michael was, from last episodes, Michael was um, one of the little brothers of one of the ones that they had already abducted. Wow. Yeah, so his parents are, you know, not having a... You know, they're all, it's pretty bad for them. Pretty bad, yeah. Charles Cobble and Marty Jones. I'm not sure how old they were. I couldn't find their ages. But, yeah, so that's pretty much all the victims until the last one, which was on August 3rd, 1973. This was said to be his last victim. It was 13-year-old James Dermala. He was abducted while riding his bike down like in front of the 2020 Lamar Street where he was um you know where Dean was living so he was riding his bike and he was actually collecting um glass bottles because back in the 70s and mom's told us this before you know you remember how mom told us you could collect like glass bottles and take them to the store oh yeah and trade them in for like candy candy or money or yeah yeah like quarters so that's what he was doing and Dean um abducted him I think he might have even asked him like, he might have lured him in some way, because um, I kind of read some things that said he did, but then I, when I was reading it, just said that he was just collecting bottles. But one thing said that he, uh, you know, told him, you know, we've got more bottles over here at the house or whatever, and you could come get those. And hmm. so, whatever the case is, but... Um, I wanted to say, keep in mind, there are three different barrel sites that we know of you know because if you were here last week you remember we were talking about him digging holes at the um, candy store which they've never decided to dig that up or look into that but the three abduction sites were I mean the three burial sites were the boat shed which we've mentioned before then there was the high island beach yeah that's right he would go to the beach they would go to the beach like after they'd murder someone they would go to the beach and they would bury their bodies and in the middle of the night 
Uh, granted, people aren't at the beach, you know, just all hours of the night. But still, I'm just like, how did nobody see Especially three if men it's in the winter. They with might a shovel. not see them. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... and I, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. People just were in people's business as much as they yeah. are now. And then Lake Sam Rayburn, which was a lake that um, he eventually started when he moved to this uh, place in Pasadena. He started taking them there, taking the bodies there. But most of the bodies were at the boat shed that we mentioned last week. Uh, Dean also at this time was in his 30s. And like I said, David, I believe, was 17 or 18. I think he was 18. And then Wayne was 17. All the murders happened in a three-year span. And most of them, like I said last time, were from Houston Heights. So, you know, still, even though he's living in Pasadena, he's still going to Houston. And, which, they're not that far apart from each other. But some of the abductions were... From still from Houston Heights. I mean, that little boy, Michael Bulch, Bulch, I think that's how you say it. Um, you know, he was the younger brother of the other boy, so I mean, he had to go back there, or they had to go back there. And still, all these boys that they're abducting are usually kind of friends of David, David and Wayne's. And, Wayne, yeah. and David at this time hasn't really been, he's been abducting boys. But it hasn't been as much as Wayne has because he's kind of, like I said, you know, he's trying to get out of it. Get out of it. Um, but I just thought it's crazy because the older that they got, the older his victims got. Because, you know, last week when we were talking, most of them were like 13, 14, 15, which is how old David and Wayne were. Mm -hmm. But now during this time when he's moved, there's like 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 17-year-olds, yeah. you know. There are some younger ones, but obviously that means that David and Wayne are becoming friends with these people and promising them to, like, hang out and have a good time. And then, you know, they take them to Dean's house. So, so now we come to August 8th, 1973. A phone call comes into the police station that would change everything. So Wayne invites a 17, sorry, not 17, a 19-year-old boy named Timothy Cardell to Dean's house. He told him there was going to be like an awesome party and you know keep in mind Dean's known for throwing rager parties um so most of the kids you know most of the kids in that area the teenagers 17 18 year olds are like oh yeah I hear about his parties you know they're awesome so he's like okay I'll go to this house with you. So Timothy was probably intended to be the next victim. Wayne says he didn't intend for him to be the next victim, but when it, he got there, it was clear that Dean was, like, eventually wanted to have him, you know. So, Tim, Wayne, and Dean are all at the house, and they're, you know, having this so-called party. You know, what mm -hmm. a party. They're huffing paint. They're drinking till midnight. And I'm just sitting there thinking, that's not a party. I'd be like, where's all the other people at? You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're just, me and you here with this 32-year-old 30, weirdo. But whatever. So, they go by, so they leave. Um, Tim and Wayne. They're like, we're hungry, you know, because they're high. So, they're starving. So, they decide to go to a sandwich shop. So, they go to some sort of sandwich shop or they go get sandwiches because mm. I don't think anything's open. It's like midnight. So, they go to like a little store or whatever. And then on the way back, they decide to stop by Wayne's house. 
while they stop at Wayne's house, um, you know, he gets out of the car and he hears like some commotion going on across the street. And this girl's like screaming and hollering and then she takes off, she starts running to him. Mm-hmm. And she is 15 year old Rhonda Williams. So, come to find out, it's like a neighbor of his that he kind of has a crush on. And some some stuff that I was reading said that that was actually one of their victim's fiancés. But she was 15, so yeah. I don't know, unless they were planning on getting married later. She was either one of the victim's fiancés or maybe just girlfriend, I'm not sure. But whatever the case, if it was, that's crazy. She was also Wayne's neighbor, and... She was like, my dad's drunk and he's beating me and I just want to leave. I want to, you know, I'm running away. So he was like, hey, I know a place that we can go. You know, I'll take you to where we're staying. She was like, okay, that's fine. So they go back to Dean's house. And when they get there, Dean's pretty pissed when he sees all three of these people get out of the car because there's a girl with them. And you know how he feels about women. And so... He told Wayne, he, like, brings him to the side, and he's, like, bringing a girl here, like, ruins everything. It ruins the night. Like, I can't believe you've done this, and I can't believe you've done this. Anyways, and, um, so, you know, Wayne was like, well, let's just, you know, party and have a good time. You know, it's fine. I can bring Tim back another day, you know, whatever. Because, obviously, I don't understand why Dean didn't think that, but I guess he wanted him right then he didn't want to wait another day um so dean apparently calms down and he was like okay fine we'll just like smoke weed and drink a lot of beer so he does that and it wayne said that it was kind of weird because he got really calm and like just said fuck it and then didn't really drink or smoke the rest of the night but they were all drinking and smoking like heavily so heavily that they've all passed out not like because of the drugs they just passed out because they were tired tired. so wayne said later he thought at this point that okay nobody's gonna get murdered tonight this is going to be a normal party night well that was until dean decided to hogtie all three of them and gag them while they were asleep and then wayne starts to wake up so at this point he's even doing this to one of his henchmen which is you know un something he's never done before so Wayne wakes up and he's like freaking out you know what are you doing what are you doing Dean tells him that he's going to kill all three of them he's like you brought this girl here you ruined everything so I'm going to kill you and her and him and he drags he, he starts like kicking Rhonda in the chest which she stays passed out through all this and I don't know how but he's like kicking her in the chest and you know being aggressive to her and then he takes Dean, uh, Wayne and he drags him into the kitchen. And he puts a gun, gun to his head. Mm-hmm. And Wayne then, at this point, starting to, like, negotiate. He's like, no, let me go. You know, let me go. All the stuff I've done for you, I would never betray you, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I tell you what, if you let me go, I'll bring you so many boys, you won't even know what to do with them. He's like, also, I'll help you kill these two. You know, we can, we can kill them together. Yeah. So, Dean... Uh, unties him. He's like, okay. You know, he believes him. And then he drags Rhonda and Tim to his torture board. Um, one, Rhonda's on one side and Tim is on the other. Obviously, Dean is going to take Tim. 
and he starts stripping his clothes off or whatever and then he's like okay are you gonna you know you can have her you know it's yeah. your turn and so Wayne is like okay so he walks over there and at this point both of them have woken up you know and Rhonda tells him she's like are you really gonna do this like you know please don't do this to me blah 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 and I guess he liked her and that's why he kind of did what he did next but whatever um so he said he sat there for a second and he wasn't sure what he was gonna do and she was you know please please don't do this meanwhile Dean is like already assaulting Tim yeah and he's like on top of him like naked and so he walks over and grabs the gun that they've been that they've had yeah and I think it's like a 22 pistol and um so he steps back and he tells Dean he's like you've gone far enough you're not gonna do this anymore and Dean, instead of, you know, freaking out or whatever, he just walks over to him and he's like, go ahead and do it then. And he's like, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and shoot me. And Wayne was like, what? And he was like, go ahead and shoot me. You're not going to do it. You won't do it. You know, and he's laughing at him and all this. Well, Dean, then uh, Wayne shoots Dean in yeah. the forehead yeah. and it doesn't penetrate his forehead. Are you I have no fucking, fucking idea why. serious? At that point, as a person, I would be like, he's... He's a superhuman. Something's wrong. Like, (laughs) I'd drop the gun and take off running. But he shoots him. It doesn't penetrate him. And then he starts, you know, struggling with him or whatever. And then he shoots him again in the shoulder. He shoots Dean in the shoulder twice. And then he takes off running. And as he's taking off running down the hallway, he shoots him once in the lower back. And then once again in the other shoulder. And then Dean finally dies. Well, that is freaking crazy. I've never heard of that. And especially him. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, a victim. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He's got a strong-ass forehead or something? Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll go ahead and tell you. So, after everything comes out about this, and I'll tell you how it comes out, you know, and all that, um, his mom, because, you know, she's, like, into psychics and all that. Yeah. Well, she went to this, all these different psychics that she knows, and she was like, my baby, there's no way he was this murderer. You know, uh, David and, and Wayne were the ones that did it, and they just pinned all this on Dean. Yeah. So all the psychics were telling her, they were like, oh, yeah, we see that he's clothed in a white robe, and he's probably in heaven, and he didn't really do any of this. And she even went so far as to say that he was like Jesus because his birthday was December 24th. Her name was Mary. He was a single um uh electrician you know not a carpenter but an electrician yeah. he liked kids and he would what? just yeah his mom went freaking crazy and he would just um you know he he w- he just loved kids and anytime there was trouble he would eventually just tell them to leave his house you know he wouldn't he wouldn't kill them or nothing like that and i was just like what the fuck um She's yeah for real so she probably thought, you know, well, that's why he didn't die right away, or that's why it missed him, because he's Jesus. Um, oh, my gosh. Anyways, so, back to what happened. So, he dies. They call 911. At first, uh, Wayne just told them they could leave, and then Tim was like, no, we need to call the cops. So, they call 911, and Wayne tells, tells them, you know, I've killed him. He's here. He was trying to hurt us. And they come. While they're waiting, 
they're outside on the porch, and um, uh, Dean Wayne goes, "Yeah, that wasn't the first time I've killed someone." And Tim was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, if this was any other night, I probably would have got two hundred dollars for you." And dude, yeah. First of all, you could have shut your mouth. Just said that the police, because they're stupid, wouldn't have done nothing. Yeah, like he, he pretty much turns himself in. So he um. So sorry, after I, he got done <laughs> train of thought. Telling so them. yeah, after he got done telling that, the police come. They search the house and everything, and they find that there's, like, a torture board. They find all this different stuff, Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that belonged to Dean, because this is Dean's house. So, meanwhile, um, Wayne's in the police car, you know, and he knows he's going to go to jail for at least shooting uh, David, but he doesn't say anything until they get him back to the station. And once they get him back to the station, he pretty much just tells them everything. He's like... Yeah, so, like, you know, we used to kill kids. Um, like, it was no big deal. He was like, you know, he, he, he told David about the involvement, about David being involved. Like, he told the cops. He yeah. implemented him. And um, he was like, yeah, you know, we would kill him. You know, he would give us 200 bucks, and we would do this for, like, three years. And at first, which is so like these police officers, they thought that he was just high. They thought he was just high, and he was just talking out of Of his ass. Until he started naming victims, or people that had disappeared. And then they were like, oh, maybe it's true. You know? And I'm like, no, really? Damn. (laughs) They just don't want to do their job. They're like, oh, but I don't want to do all that work. Yeah, these cops are the epitome of not wanting to do their job. So, um, Wayne takes them to different spots. I think he takes them to the boathouse first. And... It's just a shit show with everything that goes on in this case. And I'm not going to talk about all of it. But there's so many different things that they do wrong at these burial sites when it comes to forensic evidence and all this other crap. In the end, it doesn't really matter because they go to jail. But, um, like, at the boathouse, instead of using delicate stuff to try to um, uncover these bodies, they use, like, metal shovels and these police officers let the um some of the prisoners like the you know the prisoners that are able to do stuff outside of prison because they're i can't think of what it's called no they're not on parole they're just um, about to get out yeah they're about to get out and they're like good prisoners yeah so they were like letting them like dig the bodies up oh my god yeah serious pretty crazy um then when they went to the beach and at this point it was all over the news so david David's dad actually saw it and he was like um you used to hang out with this dude what the hell's going on so he actually went to the police station and turned himself in at first he tried to say he didn't have any involvement but then he was like eventually they were like there's so much evidence that you did you know and this is what Wayne's told us he was like okay I did but he did he does claim to this day that he never had any involvement in the torture which Wayne even says that he didn't um but as we know, I think I told y'all last week, Wayne did actually do some strangling and stuff like that. But so they're at the beach and there's a picture and I think I might have posted it on our last um, Instagram post where David's kind of just, 
he's got like sunglasses on and he's looking up at like this investigator. Mm-hmm. Well, that picture is actually them at the beach sitting there while they're uncovering bodies. And there's like family at the beach and what? they don't put up any like tents or they don't go hey they just start digging up they just start digging up bodies oh my god where these people have yeah like I just wanna like you know, meet these fucking police officers yeah cause even when I've never actually seen a crime scene but I mean I'm sure that what they show us on like Mind Hunter and um, Criminal Minds and all that it's yeah. probably what they actually do they rope it off they you know, have tents up. They do yeah, it they delicately. Don't want other people to see the dead body. <laughs> yeah, and most of these people, most of these boys were um, not fully decomposed because it had only been three years. So some of them, you know, some of the parents that had to come identify these boys, they have said that they still have nightmares to this day. There's a lot of some of the investigators or the the police officers um, actually committed suicide because of the way they looked it was just really bad Mm. how they were tortured and everything so um yeah mary dean's mom she was just all over the news and you know with her crazy theories like i said about the psychics and everything and i think even in trial like she was trying to still like defend his honor whatever um But in the end, Wayne was charged with six counts of murder, and David was charged with four counts of murder. Um, I think they did charge Wayne with Dean's murder, but obviously it was like a self-defense type of situation. Wayne was sentenced to six consecutive 99-year term sentences, Mm -hmm. which is basically life. And then David was sentenced to life as well. He actually died May 28th, 2020 uh, from COVID. He got COVID in prison and passed away. Yep. But that is the story of Candyman. And that's it, you guys. I I mean, I didn't really talk about the trial because trial really wasn't anything like, you know, super big. I mean, it was just... There were times, like, uh, Wayne did try to appeal um, his sentencing, obviously, but... It came out with the same verdict. They came out with the same verdict. Um, They were trying to... His lawyers were trying to say, like... Well, bringing all the torture board and all that stuff up... It wasn't Wayne's. It was Dean's. So, why did you bring it up in court? And blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody in that situation was... Knew what was going on and still participating in all this stuff. Um, Except for David claims that he didn't. Well... He knew what was going on, but he claims that he never participated. And, you know, he would always say that he left. Like, as soon as... As soon as Dean would, like, abduct... Like, you abduct know... The, the start dragging him to the guys. bedroom. He would, um, leave. You know, he would get his $200 and leave. But it still didn't matter. He should have said something. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So. I'm surprised that the court actually did a good job. I was expecting them not to because, you know, the cops yeah. were not doing a good job. Yeah. I figured that, like, some forensic evidence or something would get messed up, yeah. but... They would only be in jail for, like, ten years. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So, one of the reasons why people think that you don't hear a lot about this case because this is, like, a... I mean, this is 28 boys that 
got murdered is because Dean died. No. Because a lot of people would rather do cases, or a lot of people that write books and stuff like that would rather do cases on someone that's alive that they can talk to about how they were feeling and why they did the things they did and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I think this is more interesting because somebody that was helping him murder essentially killed him. Yeah. And I thought that was really crazy. I was like, I've never, you know, heard that. It just kept, it just built over the years. And Wayne said, they both said, but, you know, Wayne said it, ultimately it was just the fact that he had Tim there who was a really good friend of his not that he hasn't killed friends in the past. I mean, he's brought him friends before, but it was just something different. And then Rhonda, he really liked her, so she was there, and, you know, he was just pissed, and he didn't want him to kill him. Also, Rhonda said, um, there's a, a article or interview with her somewhere later on in life, but she, she says that, you know, the things that they did were awful and disgusting but she does thank Wayne for saving her life that night because ultimately he did I mean you know but I mean it if you if he wouldn't have been attracted to you he probably would have just been like yeah sure I feel like it was because she was a woman that he was like I can't kill this bitch yeah yeah like if it was like a guy you're like ah whatever it's just a guy like just my friend and I was wondering when I was reading all this. I was thinking, okay, is he gonna like? Is Dean gonna like rape and torture her? Because he hasn't done that with a female, and that's gonna be really weird. But no, he told Wayne to, which Wayne was like negative, you know. Yeah. So anywho, yeah, it's a short one, you guys. But we wrapped up the Candyman Killer. Um, hopefully, you guys learned something new today and if you if you've made it this far surely you've listened to the first one but we do have a lot of people that sometimes don't ever listen to the first episode i don't understand yeah so go listen to that or um, they'll listen to the first one and not listen to the yeah second one, not which listen makes to no sense one. yeah um oh you're saying yeah we have some but yeah some of our stuff um i think it's the i think it's um what's his name oh my god the night stalker we have more people that have listened to this part two than part one. I don't know. So anyways, well, we hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend and stay safe out there with COVID. I know Mississippi is like going crazy with the Delta variant. Um, it's pretty much everywhere. I thought you know, my kids had it this past weekend. We had to get them tested, but they didn't, thank God. Um, but yeah, it's everywhere in Mississippi and hopefully... You know, if you're not vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. We're vaccinated. I'm 100% for vaccines. If you don't like that, sorry. Um, I'm not going to hate you because of it. I know there's so much animosity right now online where people are like, if you get the vaccine, you're an idiot. If you don't get the vaccine, it's whatever. It's your choice. It's your choice, yeah. You need to. I'm just saying it might be a good idea. (laughs) So, anyways. All right. Well, we hope that you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.